Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about how to gain inches and how to separate yourself. And first off, I just want to say to everybody, hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. There's so much that we have to be thankful for. You know, a lot of times, you know, when I talk to high performers and I ask them how something went or how something's going, you know, typically it's, man, not as, I didn't do as good as I wanted to do, or man, I know I got a lot better. And so, you know, I know if you're listening to this, you're probably a high performer and uh, you're probably having times, you know, where you're thinking you could be doing better. And in the spirit of that, just remind yourself to be grateful, remind yourself to be thankful. We have so much to be thankful for. We're in, in my opinion, the greatest country in the world. And uh, we have an opportunity in one generation to change people's lives. You know, how often do you see somebody come into this world and, you know, they come from modest means or they come from a poverty situation in America and just that one person, that one life, one generation, all of a sudden they change everything for everybody around them. Not a lot of countries are like that. A lot of countries, it would take four or five generations to accomplish something like that. There's, there's not opportunity unlimited like there is here in America. We have so much, so much. If you're listening to this, that means that you're alive and there's somebody praying right now just for an opportunity to have an extra month or an extra six months to live. And so we have so many things to be grateful for. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm thankful for you taking some time out to spend some time with us in the Grindcast studio. Speaking of which, um, spending time with us in the Grindcast studio, we have a special guest watching, hanging out with us. We have Kylie from the Youngstown State University. Go Penguins. Uh, shadowing us today uh, in the Grindcast studio. So thanks for thanks for coming to visit us back there. Hello. Uh, and so we're going to talk about gaining inches and, and separating yourself. And so I think this is the perfect time to do so because right now, you know, it's Black Friday and you're listening to this and this is an opportunity. This is when people start to slow down. They start to take breaks. They start to already shut it down all the way into January. And myself, I've always used these moments. I've always used this as an opportunity to get ahead or to gain ground. If I'm behind others or I'm trying to progress myself, I'm trying to think, how can I get ahead if we're all moving at the same pace? And so when, when, when somebody else is resting, that's an opportunity for you to hit the gas pedal and gain all kinds of ground. So imagine if somebody looks like they're miles ahead of you, but they stop. How long would it take for you to catch up if you're going 60 miles an hour? And, and so that's the way I've approached life. And I think right now, if you're on the grind, this is the grind cast. This isn't the chill cast. This is the grind. So if you're on the grind, then that, that means this is an opportunity for us to gain ground and separate ourselves, And so this weekend, don't let that be something that stops you and slows you down. I, I see this as if we're talking, if we're, if we're, if we're using an analogy of points, I would say this week, I would say the next six weeks, four, five, six weeks right now, between now and, and, and the end of the year is worth like triple the points. You know, I think this week is almost like a month. You could gain ground a month 
by going hard this week. This is when people start to slow down. And so, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm looking at how can you gain ground? I think using holiday, you don't turning a holiday into holidays too long. Now, this isn't for everybody. This is the Grindcast studio. So we're talking about people that are trying to win a world title fighting. We're talking about we're, we're talking to people that are trying to get promoted and grow their business. We're talking, we're talking to, you know, professional athletes. You know, we're out there talking to people that are on the climb, on the grind, you know, right now. And so if you're if you're on that climb, between now and in the end of the year is a huge opportunity for you. Anytime that there is a Valentine's Day, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, the list goes on, you know, whatever the holidays are every month. If we're going to use an excuse of holidays to, to, to chill back all the time, I pretty much think you could look at every single month of the calendar and find a good reason and find a good holiday that can make you take a knee and make you chill. Now, even as a professional athlete, you know, there's times where you have to put time into rest and recovery. So you got to know yourself and you got to be real with yourself. Some of you that have been, you know, blowing by, you know, all year, maybe you need a day or two for rest and recovery. But the, I don't, I can't, I don't think there's been a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for me during the Thanksgiving process where I went all those days and wasn't doing something working on myself or working on the business or progressing in some way, shape or form during those days, whether it's building relationships with people, uh, attracting talent, recruiting people, training people, developing people, developing myself, mindset, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I plan on doing that for my children um, to set the tone and, and, and have them watch. And so I think holiday moments throughout your year will be an opportunity for you to separate yourself. Being extremely coachable is an opportunity for you to separate yourself. I, I could tell you I've had the pleasure of, of coaching and leading, you know, tons of different people, tons of great people over the years. And I could tell you, you know, extremely coachable people are very rare and very hard to find, which is crazy to me because the shortcut to me in business, you know, was all I – I found out all I had to do was find somebody that had the life that I wanted or had something that I wanted and just listen to 100% of what they told me to do. I look at coachability like making a recipe. And so during the holidays, if you're using grandma's recipe for something and she tells you to put full uh, four tablespoons of sugar and you put four tablespoons of salt and you get everything else right, that recipe ain't going to taste the same. And if, if you put... If you put, you know, four, uh, four gallons of, of hot sauce, you know, in something and it's supposed to have four things of ketchup in it, it's not going to sound, it's not going to sound the right, it's not going to taste the right way. And so you have to make sure that when you have a mentor or you have somebody coaching you that you are following 100% of whatever the play call is. So if the play call is... You know, these 10 things, you can't do nine things. And I think when it, when you separate yourself with coachability is when it, there's something on those 10 things that you don't want to do. You know, I like to do these eight things. I'm, I'm down with that. But these two things I don't really want to do. That's where you separate yourself. And in, in, in being extremely coachable 
And, uh, and then the next way you separate yourself from the same scenario is being grateful. Gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. What are you grateful for? I think a lot of times people are moving so fast. There's a lot of good people out there. But I think even good people miss the spirit of showing and thinking about what they're grateful for, who they're grateful for, and showing and going out of their way to show how grateful that they are for, for people and telling people how grateful that they are and showing gratitude, showing appreciation. A lot of time, people that are progressive, they're worried about what they don't got. They're trying to get an edge on what else they can get, what else they can gain, and they're not looking back at all the things that they've been blessed with. And so I think that's a way that you can gain ground. That's a way that you could separate yourself. I think being on time, is a way these are basic things that you'll be surprised at how many people don't do these things being on time you have a meeting at eight o'clock nine o'clock whatever the time is being always being that person that if it's a a main event something very special going on a meeting going on whatever just i think being on time you'll separate yourself i think working weekends you can gain ground and separate yourself 40 percent of your week are weekends that means 40% of the year is weekends. And that means if you don't work weekends and somebody else does, they can gain 40% ground. But here's the thing. There's something called compounding interest. And so, you know, for example, if you earn interest on your money at 10% a year, seven years from today, that money will double. And so if you earn 40% on your money, it's going to take less than two years for you to double. And so that means if I'm working 40% more than somebody, I'm cutting the time that it's going to take me to get to where I need to go in half and more than half. Let me, let me explain to you. This is, this is when you see people out there and you're like, how is this person in their second year doing better than somebody that has been in that industry for 12 years? Or how is somebody that's here in their three years and they're doing better than somebody that's been here for, you know, 10 years, 15 years. How is that possible? I'm going to use money to explain. So if, I, if I'm earning, and I'm going to just use a simple, a simple number, and I'll say 35%. So if I'm earning 35 or 36%, if I'm earning 36% on my money every two years, that's going to double. So if I got $10,000, two years later, it's going to be $20,000. Two years after that, it's going to be $40,000. Two years after that, that's six years now, it's going to be $80,000. So it went from, from $10,000 to $80,000 in this example in a six-year six period, just doubling every two years. So essentially, if I put in, if I put in that much time, and that's $80,000, we're calling it $80,000, 80 points, 80, whatever it is that you want to call it. At the end of six years, I got 80 of something. Now, if somebody's working and they're not putting in that 40%, they're not compounding that interest at an extra 40%, they're not going to be able to keep up with that rate of return. And so if you show somebody that's, I got 10,000 and I just, I went forward a few steps and I went backwards a few steps, that 10,000 may turn into 11,000 and the next year it may turn into 12,000 and next year it may turn into 13,000 even if they're making forward progress at the end of an eight-year period they may have double and the other person has 8x eight times what they started with 
And so somebody that's here two years now is uh, is passing up people that have been here for eight years just because of compounding interest on your time. It's just compounds. The success continues to compound. And so if you're if you're not working and somebody else is getting an edge on you 40% of the time, they're 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 almost getting ahead at that rate. It's going to be explosive gains that you're going to watch happen. And so I would tell people to use those weekends. And then what happens is also time is like investing. So when you invest, how do I retire? Well, you, you, set, it, you set aside enough money to cover yourself. And then there comes a day at 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old, whenever the time comes. And now you have enough resources set aside that all you got to do is chill out. And you have, all, you have the money coming in and you don't have to work anymore. The same thing happens with your time. For every weekend that you give up, you get that back tenfold. And so when you watch people that are living a certain life, you're like, man, I wish I had that woman's life. I wish I had that man's life. They're 45 years old or 35 years old or 50 years old. They're already retired. They're traveling the world. They got weekends off. They don't barely work at all. You know, I had a friend of mine told me he goes at a golf course and it's crazy. He's getting off the golf course at like noon and he sees the same group of guys out there they look like they're only mid-50s but they're pretty much chill and, and done and you know four or five days a week they all meet there and have lunch have a couple drinks after golfing every day they're like semi-retired well I would probably be willing to bet if we rewind the tape on those 50 year old people 55 year old people which is considered young for retirement age that are living that type of life you go back somewhere in the beginning phases they invest it like money. You invest money a lot up front, and then it multiplies down the road. It turns into more. What happens is they invested some weekends. They invested some time that other people didn't want to work, and now you're watching them reap the benefits and reap the rewards of that stuff. People that don't set aside money, they come up 50 years old, 60 years old. They can't retire because they haven't been setting anything aside. They've been spending it all. And so that's the best that, that I could do right now off the cuff of, of explaining to you how to handle the weekends and how to get an edge and why to get an edge and how that all plays out. Um, I think going to bed at a decent time, depending on what industry that you're in, right? So, you know, if I'm in the bar and nightclub industry or I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the service industry and I got to work till, you know, midnight, that's different. But let me just take a normal you know, situation, it's, it's early to bed, early to rise, makes one healthy, wealthy, and wise. Early to bed, early to rise. And so I think it keeps you disciplined. You ever hear the term, nothing good happens after, you know, midnight doesn't mean out of 365 days, I'm never, you know, out past midnight. But the majority of those days, we're in bed early so we can get up early and get an edge on everybody else. So if I start working on myself and on the world, at 5 a.m. and somebody else starts working at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., I got a three-hour head start. If, if, if we're running a 100-meter dash or a 100, 100-yard dash in football, we're, we're running 100 yards, and we got Tyreek Hill, who's I think is the fastest football player in the NFL right now, plays for the Miami Dolphins. If you give, if you give me a 70-yard head start, you give me a 60-yard head start, I can beat him in a hundred meter dash. And so if I'm getting that big of a head start on everybody every day, if we're, if you're out there getting that big of a head start on everybody every day, on every day, then you're going to be able to gain a lot of ground on people. It's going to be difficult for people to catch up to you. It's going to be easy for you to catch up to others. Uh, I think sobriety, again, not to be hypocritical, 
common practice to see me at dinner with a glass of wine or, you know, New Year's, have a couple drinks, you know, something like that. But I think if, if you're always, you know, drinking in the middle of the week and, you know, going out, you know, Friday, 7, 8, you know, 9 o'clock and you're out till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning or midnight, you're up all night and, and you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, the next day you're not going to be able to get an edge on anybody else. That's, that's where I look at my 20s, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. When I look at those, those years, what was I doing in a, in a sales industry different than other people, I think a big one was just discipline, just keeping my butt at home on the weekends, not being, not being afraid to have FOMO that I'm not going to the club every weekend and I'm gaining ground. Saturday comes, I'm already up and working at 8 o'clock. These people are just getting home a couple hours ago. That's how you're gaining ground and, and how you're going to gain inches on on people if you're lethargic you know a lot you're not going to have the energy that it requires speaking of which separating yourself energy you have to have energy right enthusiasm energy how do you have energy if you're not putting the right things into your body i think this is a way to gain an advantage i think this is this is how you separate yourself is if you watch people eating whatever they feel like eating all day their metabolism is going to jack, they're, they're going to start slowing themselves down. Their body's going to have to digest all that stuff. And then they're tired and they think they're tired from grinding, but they're really tired from a lack of discipline of what nutrition they're putting into their body. That's, that's been our ongoing joke, you know, for a while with me when I hit the road with some of our, our young folks is I'm 40 years old. I'll hit the road with somebody 23, 24 years old. And by the time the the day's on, we're up at five o'clock. And by the time three, four o'clock, we're taking pictures of people passed out. They're already sleeping. Exercise, nutrition, putting the right things into your body is going to give you a lot more energy. And that's how you're going to gain uh, an edge and advantage. I think working on yourself internally gives you an edge and an advantage and helps you to separate yourself. If, if all somebody does is go to work and they're handling, you know, that aspect but you're, but I'm going to work on myself and I'm, I'm listening to books, audio books, podcasts, putting the right, listening to YouTube motivation. I'm spiritually taking care of myself. I'm giving, giving praise to God. I'm reading the word of God. I'm working on myself, working on my spirit, you know, internally on my mind. I'm working on my body. I'm giving myself energy and in, in, in fitness, which if I'm doing those things and somebody else isn't doing those things, who do you think is going to be able to perform better? Preparing for obstacles and adversity is, is also, here's another way how you separate yourself. So one of my favorite things that I saw on uh, YouTube was a video of Patrick Bet David where he was, he was up talking on uh, some conference and, and he was talking about, you know, don't quote me, I'll get 80% of this right. But he said, you know, here's the difference between High achievers, one percenters, you know, great performers, good performers, average performers, and below average performers. And the example was, he said, you know, below average performers on their best day, you know, they're, they're getting like seven, eight, they're bringing like a seven or eight energy. But on their worst day, when things don't go their way, they're having a bad day, they, they, they're like working at like a two. And then people that are average, on their best day, they were up at like a seven, eight. But on their worst day, they were like a four. And then people that were good on their best day, they were nine, 10.
But on their worst day, they were like a five, six. But the one percenters, the greats, on their best day, they were a nine or a ten. But on their worst day, they only dropped to an eight. That's the difference. That's how you separate yourself. So you look at, you, that's a great explanation. What do you mean on your worst day? Things ain't going well for you. You had a breakup. You had a death in the family. You had somebody do something to hurt your feelings. Somebody said something to hurt your feelings. Something happened that you couldn't control that was unfortunate. You, you have people trolling you on social media. People are, you know, saying something bad about you. Whatever, whatever the thing could be, internally, you're like, man, this sucks. How are you going to perform then? If you can only perform at a high level when everything is peaches and cream, when it's sunshine, rainbows, birds are chirping, beautiful day outside, you're, you're, you're up there with average, good, and great, but what's going to separate you from others? How do you respond in times of adversity? How do you respond in times of illness, death, sickness, people doing something wrong, something happened, there's a catastrophe, whatever? What most people do is they drop their level of performance and work ethic when things around them aren't perfect. So if you don't do that, drastically, drastically going to be able to separate yourself. Another way that you can separate yourself is focus. You know, I, I watch people say, oh, man, I'm working, you know, X amount of hours a week. But if you really look at the focused hours, like if you want to separate yourself it's not even necessarily about how many hours all the time. It's about what are you doing with those hours. So if I'm, if I'm in a place for eight hours, am I talking? Am I running around BSing? Am I doing things I shouldn't be doing? Or am I, do I have a schedule? Do I have things that I want to execute? And I'm doing those things. I'm nonstop not doing anything else but doing those things. Staying focused. Like the majority of the time while I'm at the office working, People can testify to this, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's things I got to improve on, but these are ways that I've gotten an edge. Is I don't like leave for lunch for an hour and a half in the middle of the day. I'm like heating up a meal. Ten minutes later, I'm back on it. Like this, this is not a hour and a half routine, one hour routine for lunch. Like all I got to do is get the nutrients into my body so I can function and keep it moving. So imagine how many lunch breaks we're gaining edge on people. If we're doing lunches, long lunches, it's intentional to spend, a, to, to spend time and build a relationship with, with somebody else. So stay, staying focused on your schedule when other people get distracted, I think will gain you an edge on other people. Uh, another way to gain an edge. How, how am I doing logs? Off the cuff, baby. The... the the spouse or significant other that you choose. How many times have you seen people, you know, pick the wrong significant other, the wrong spouse, and things go sideways and it like drags them down. It pulls them down. The person pulls them down. I think you have to choose the right spouse, the right significant other for the mission that you are on. Right? The mission that you're on. So, for example, if you are a high-performance go-getter hustler, it's probably going to be a struggle if you pick somebody that is super needy 
of your attention 24-7-365 and they're not independent. That's going to be tough on that mission. And so you got to pick you got to pick the right person that doesn't change you. We all have to change. We all have to adapt. You know, I hate when people say, well, I ain't, you know, I ain't changing. If you ain't changing, those that don't adapt in this world and don't evolve die. Just change or die. Just look at the evolution of the, of, of the way life has gone. If you don't adapt and change, you got to be different at 50 than you were at 20. You got to be different at 35 than you were at, at, at 19. And so we all, we're all going to change. But there's a core of you that you know is never going to change. A core of you. And so I'll give you an example. Like for mine, for me, the core of me was never going to change on me and my work ethic. It ain't about the money. It ain't about, it's just, that's, that's, that's just for whatever reason, that's what God wired me to do. I just like to go. I like to build things. I like to make a difference in people's lives. I don't like to be sitting around. I feel like I'm wasting the breath that I'm giving. I, I, I got to be progressive and, and pushing forward and growing something and moving something at, at this stage of my life. That's been in me. So I, off the rip, I know that if I'm going to be with somebody, if, if I was going to marry somebody, it couldn't be somebody that's hounding me. Hey, you're going to be home today at four o'clock. Why you got to get on a plane and go to this place? Uh, you didn't call me last night. Uh, you know, whatever. Like I knew for me personally and the same flip, believe me, I know I'm not God's gift to the world. There's people out there that could never deal with me. They're looking at me and said, thank the Lord. You ain't my husband. You ain't my man. Like, I get it. I get it. But you got to know for you, yourself, what significant other or spouse fits the core of you on your journey. Because I watch people get dragged down by picking the wrong person that doesn't complement the vision that they have, you know, in their life. And I think what happened, what, what helps that is, is that, both parties should, should keep it real and set the standard from the beginning of if you're in a relationship and, and you're giving ultimatums all the time, that's a failure waiting to happen. You can't give ultimatums. If you don't do this, I'm going to, I'm going to break up with you. If you don't do this, I'm going to break up with you. If you don't do this, I'm going to break up with you. you that, that's, that's a train wreck waiting to happen. You can't give people ultimatums all the time, but a couple things that are the core of you, like you got to know for a fact this is something I got to tell you right now up front. Not going to change. Can you, can you live with this? Are you like, and I, I think people don't do that enough uh, on their journey. And I, I think people drag out situations too long instead of cutting them off when they know that that person isn't fit for the journey, you know, that they're on, you know, two people could be great. It doesn't mean necessarily that they need to need to be together. And so I, you know, this was a bunch off the top of my head on ways that we can separate ourselves. I'm sure there's going to be a ton more that loyalty separate. I think people ain't loyal enough. I don't think a lot of people loyalty. I got T-shirts that say loyalty is rare. And so you could separate yourself by being loyal. What is loyalty? Loyalty is tested when we disagree. And loyalty is tested under 
unfortunate circumstances when the chips are down. I'm a Browns fan. I got friends that are Steelers players, former Hall of, uh, former uh, players, great people. My wife is a Steelers fan. The business has been built in Pittsburgh. I love the people in Pittsburgh. I got respect for the organization. I understand that if I died today, you know, probably none of the Browns players would come to my funeral. I don't take it too far. You know, my 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 month isn't ruined, you know, if the if the Browns lose, but if I'm rooting for a squad, I'm from Ohio. That's where I was born. I was raised a Browns fan, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm loyal. That's an like an example. Like the chips are usually always down. For the Browns, we usually never win. We'll get you right up to that point just to get pique your interest and keep you coming back a little bit, and then we lose. Except for this past week. Shout out to the Brownies. But loyalty, I think, will separate you. True loyalty, sticking with things. You know, the person that that sticks around for the long haul when they could have not stuck around for the long haul, greatness ends up coming to those people if you're working in the right organization, if you're working with the if you're working with the right people, you know, I think loyalty. Um last thing we'll we'll shut it down, but the the last thing I think is just, you know, we went over this, but I think you I, for me personally, I can't speak on everybody's behalf. You know, I'm not Mr. Know-it-all. I could just give you my own personal testimony and I could tell you that I think for whatever levels of success that, that I've had in business and in my life, I could tell you that I don't think it would have happened if I didn't have a relationship with God. And so I think you separate yourself by having a relationship with God. And I, I think when you go through adversity and you go through life, it's different. It's not like a weak crutch, like a person, you're weak, you, you need a crutch. I think you'll feel it if you go all in and build a relationship with the Lord. I think that is a major separator um, also on, on how to gain inches and, and separate yourself from, from people. If I'm playing with my mind and my body versus somebody that's playing with their mind, their body, and their whole soul, their whole spirit, um, I think there, I believe there's an edge and I felt that edge, uh, in my life personally. So, um, as always, thanks for joining us, uh, in the Grindcast studio today. Hopefully everybody had a, a happy Thanksgiving and don't let that turkey, don't let that turkey weigh you down for, for too long and let people gain inches on you. Let's, let's gain inches on others and let's separate ourselves in the process of be becoming the person and making a difference in the world the way that you want to and being a person that you want to become. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.